Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 112 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of Thyroid Nation. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz. That's us. And we were just giggling (laughs) before the show started. So I need to finish, I need to get that out really quick because I had to sound professional. I know. (laughs) We do have fun. We do, we do. Okay, today we are talking with board-certified gynecologist and obstetrician and expert in functional medicine and women's health, Dr. Anna Kobeka, about stress, the thyroid, and the activation of the HPA axis, inflammation, all kinds of goodies. Can't wait. Can't wait. And it doesn't look like she's quite with us yet. This nope. is this is a hot topic. You know, I think there's so many patients that hear that HPA access thrown around and they're like, What is that? Right. So we're gonna have her define the whole the whole enchilada. Serious because you know Doctor Rebecca. Right? I mean it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It is it a is. big And I didn't know anything about it when I first started. Uh, thyroid Nation. I didn't know anything about the HBX. I'd never heard of it. Uh, and uh, mine is definitely needing some work. <laughs> mine is mine's whopper <laughs> job. My access is not not properly uh, aligned right now, I can tell Your you. access is imbalanced. <laughs> it is. It oh definitely, definitely is. Right? Well, I mean, and that's um, the stress and, you know, there's all kinds of things involved. You know, the adrenal glands, the pituitary glands, which is, you know, that's a big deal. So we are super, super excited to to hear from her. We and are. And it looks like she is with us. So let's get this amazing doc and woman with us and get this thyroid nation thriving. Good morning. Dr. Kabeka, can you hear us okay? Oh, good, good morning. morning. It is great to be here with you. All right. Hi. How are you today? I'm very good. How are you? <laughs> We're doing We're wonderful. Good. <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> eagerly awaiting the fall. Let's just I'm just not a heat person. So I'm a super excited. I'm like seeing beautiful colors in my head of autumn trees and <laughs> waiting for the cool. That's so funny when you said that. I was like my immediate thoughts went to the kids are back in school. We have to celebrate. Right? <laughs> okay. It's so funny. I mean, everybody feels like that, and it, and it feels it sounds terrible. It's not. It's not about that. It's about the routine. It's really about the routine. It's not about we're trying to get rid of our kids. I mean, it's about the routine because it's great and it's fun. You know, when you have summer and everything, and you get to do all these cool things. But then everybody falls out of a routine, and then you know things just don't flow as well. So when school starts. It's like, yes, everything falls back in place, right? Absolutely, yeah. My kids are homeschooled, so we're just kind of on this annual annual dysfunction Uh. (laughs) and no schedule. Yeah. No, I'm (laughs) I'm half kidding and half not. But uh, so, Dr. Kabeka, where are you calling in from? I am from calling in from St. Simon's Island, Georgia. Ooh, Georgia. And so what is the weather like yeah. there? Can you feel some can you feel some fall in the air or not quite yet? Oh, 
No, no, 90 and humid, I think, 90% humidity. Yeah, the air is thick and moist, yeah, but we've got some sunshine today, and that's super nice, always. You know, it's Um, crazy. I was reading an article yesterday on um, the heat and humidity. They had some, you know, 20,000 acute renal failure deaths and I think the article was referring to Spain or something like that. I don't I don't remember exactly, but because of, you know, lack of properly hydrating. So everybody make sure that you're, you know, keeping well hydrated. I know in Joshua Tree here we've had a crazy summer. Not so much hot the numbers, but uh, a lot of humidity, which of course, you know, changes uh quite a few things as far as, you know, dehydration and all that is concerned. But it was an interesting article. I was like, wow. Scary. Right? Yeah, very. Very much yep. so. All right. Well, let's jump in. <laughs> I can hear us all mind? breathing. <laughs> we were all, and did I go? Did I go? I'm sorry, I kind of took a left turn. Take a sip of water on, on that, that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, we always start out, if you don't mind, with, you know, uh, people's a little bit about their journey, you know, how you got involved with health and um, a little bit about you. Yeah, I'm happy to share that. So I am a Emory University trained obstetrician and gynecologist, can't speak today, and I um, have been practicing medicine and specialized in women's health for over two decades. I uh, originally from Pennsylvania, great place to grow up, and I settled in southeast Georgia as part of a National Health Service Corps scholarship and repayment program that I had for uh, receiving the scholarship through medical school. I had attended an osteopathic med- medical school, and I really entered with the con- entered the practice of medicine with a concept of a very a holistic concept as well as a up bringing in food as medicine. I mean, I grew up with, like, eat this to help your belly. You know, you eat this to make you smart. You eat this, you know, if you're feeling under the weather, right? And so I grew up with that, and and the osteopathic medical system, we really learn a, a physiology and physicality to improving our health, which was very useful, especially in women's health. And I, uh, have always loved to empower women to heal their bodies and, and men, of course, but definitely there was a discrepancy when I was growing up in, you know, as a teenager in the eighties, looking at the research on women's health and men's health. And I knew that I wanted to definitely forward women's health. And through that and practicing in a small town, a shrimping village, I were on the coast of Georgia, about five hours from Atlanta. So we are right on an Island really off the coast of Georgia And in this um, setting and where I had my um, practices, it was really about giving women care, the right care at the lowest expense to empower their body, right, to really make them the um, divine healers of their their temple, so to speak, and, and to really heal from the inside out and being in this kind of solo practice, I really got to see my patients again and again and again and not having specialists to refer to. It was about getting to the bottom of the problem so we didn't have to go down multiple different routes and, 
and specialists and hospitals as much as possible, right? And that just led me naturally into bioidentical hormones and functional medicine and, and using nutrition and lifestyle management and definitely bioidentical hormones. And an area of my specialty and interest with sexual health is how do we cure that evading libido? How do we improve orgasm pleasure? How do we keep our womb, our uterus, healthy to have healthy pregnancies and healthy through menopause so we can keep our womb? <laughs> so we don't have to experience hysterectomies and, and removal of the ovaries and, and diseases um, that we experience as we may experience as women. And so how do we heal that? How do we, um, how do we avoid it? completely to begin with and so that was my professional journey but as God has a sense of humor in my personal (laughs) journey I experienced many of these (laughs) trials and tribulations as well and including you know including I I know you know that I lost we lost our son when he was a toddler in a a tragic accident and that um, brought you know tremendous grief despair and, and depression into my life, as well as many, many physical ailments and infertility. I was diagnosed completely irreversibly infertile at 39 years old with premature ovarian failure and premature menopause, and I was told I would never be able to have another baby. And that was devastating to my husband and myself and my girls and definitely to my soul and my spirit. And, and that took me on a journey, really, a, literally around the world left my practice for a year and I traveled around the world and learned different healing modalities and lo and behold, I came back pregnant and I had my daughter Ava at 42 years old and, um, and since was able to really help other women, you know, even diagnosed permanently infertile have, have children and, and other ways that we incorporate restoring the hormonal communication system that is often disrupted by stress to achieve balance and, and really optimal health and, and energy and vitality and our sensuality and incorporate those aspects into the life that, that we can have. Wow. So, yeah, so now he's <laughs> nine right? years old, and so I'm 51 with a nine-year-old, and, oh, boy, I was so happy to see her off to school. <laughs> Well, that's a miracle baby, though. That's that is. She is. She is. Oh my gosh. She absolutely. Uh, Light of my, you know, (laughs) definitely all of our our gem for sure. Um, Wow, that must have. When you found out you were pregnant, that must have been uh, an extraordinary day. (laughs) Actually, it was terrifying. On to be honest, it was terrifying because at that point I said, you know, and I was bleeding that first part of my cycle. And of my pregnancy, oh my the first three months of my pregnancy, and I thought every day I was going to lose her too. It oh, was wow. terrifying. Yeah, and um, and so, you know, um, it's it's been it's been a journey. It's been a journey, but yes, no, I give. You know, I say I did everything I knew how to do as a gynecologist and obstetrician, and did everything I knew how to do as a child of God, and ultimately it was in His hand. So, I just. Okay. You know, she is a miracle baby. She's named Ava Marie, um, and, she, you know, it it really was that trial, and it kept coming back to, okay, create this as much as, you know, create the healthiest environment you can create for this child. So, 
and that exists inside and out of the womb, right? Absolutely. That's right. I can resonate with that. Mm. I'm a health syndrome survivor with my first child. And, uh, you know, Mm. they told me I couldn't have any more kids and went on to have three healthy girls. And so I kind of, you know, I always, you know, did that. Yeah, but, you know, if I get pregnant and, you know, I I survived the first one and the physicians kind of look at you like, is she stupid? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, then you kind of stick your tongue out afterwards and say, yeah, but I had three healthy girls with no no problems and, you know, um, yeah, so it's amazing. I mean, I I think sometimes ah, I tread carefully with this statement, but sometimes medicine, of course, they they make things based, you know, determinations based on statistics and stuff like that. But that sort of loses the power of the human spirit and, you know, the the creator that ultimately makes those decisions. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. But, um, Mm -hmm. wow, that's just... uh, that's amazing. All right. Well, let's jump right in, if you don't mind, because I know mm-hmm. that a lot of times uh, patients will hear things, and, of course, HPA access gets just tossed around like crazy. Can you tell us what is it and how it works with the thyroid in particular? Well, if you think about health as from the top down, I mean, we talk about the HPA, a axis, really, we look at it a little bit longer than that, so it's a lot more initial, A-P-A-T-G axis. So we're looking at the hypothalamus, so from the top down, so from within our, um, you know, within our brain, what's where our communication system starts, and, and that's really key. So our hypothalamus and our pituitary, those are the two key areas, origin of many of the stimulating hormones that we get to produce our hormones that are circulating, but it also affects our adrenal glands, our thyroid, and our gonads, right? So our ovaries in women and our testes in men. So we have to, you know, it's a, it's a combination network. And, and this is something that's so important when we think about this, it really just a communication system, like in a family, it's a family of hormones. You've got mom, dad, the hypothalamus and the pituitary, and you've got the, the kids and, there's a crazy aunt and crazy uncle in there somewhere too, for sure. Not to mention, <laughs> you know, it, it goes on. But so you've got this family of hormones, and um, and the way that our body communicates with it is is a feedback. So we're gonna give out instructions, and then there's a response from our, our ovaries, from our adrenals, our thyroid, and that communicates back, and it will either. Uh, encourage more response or a shutting down action and sometimes something in between as well and so it's really we, we it's really important and something to emphasize as we think about our ovaries or gonads what we ne- now know which we didn't believe when I started my practice as an obstetrician but what we now know is that even our menopausal ovaries our ovaries over 50 60 over 65 are still part of this intricate communication system and that's really a key thing to understand is that, you know, this, this is a intricate communication system. But for women who are listening who may have had your ovaries or your uterus removed, don't worry. We've got our adrenal glands, and they tend to pick up the slack. And so, so the adrenal glands, and I know you talk about this a lot because they're so involved with the thyroid, um, are just a key, a really key gland that's part of this important communication system, and it's going to be producing 
cortisol, we're going to get DHEA, an important hormone precursor to the androgen, testosterone, also precursor to estrogen. And so we, we tend to see, uh, you know, this, these precursor hormones pick up when our ovaries, et cetera, um, decrease. So not, not to worry, and there's this natural transition that we go through as, the horm- as these gonads decrease called menopause in women, andropause in men, and um, it's just the opposite extreme as when we started our periods, the, the opposite crazy, right, that from when we started our periods <laughs> and now we're ending our periods, and that's, that's the menopause, so from menarche to menopause. And, um, and so there's a constant, there's a, there's a daily cycle in hormones, there's a monthly cycle in hormones, and then there's a lifetime cycle in hormones too. And so kind of looking at the big picture of what's going on, and my expertise now is in this um, menopausal time period, the time before our, hormone, before our period stop and, you know, and onward and what our body needs attention to as we continue you know, continue to live, thrive, exist, you know. So it's a pretty cool system. I like that, the opposite crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's so as important. A, it's as right? important. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there a magic age for, you know, you hear people going early and some that go much later. Is there is there a magic time frame for that perimenopause, menopause. Yeah, and I really think there, there's definitely a genetic and environmental component, right? In our textbooks, it says average age of 52 for menopause. We tend to see the perimenopause, and typically five to ten years in the perimenopause or the time before your periods completely stop and they don't come back. Um, However, in my, you know, lifetime of practicing in women's health, we've definitely seen a longer time period. Like women in their mid to late 30s are experiencing these, um, not so much as a menopausal transition, but this perimenopausal symptom. We get a lot, I think this is primarily due to the endocrine disruptors, you know, and from toxins in our environment, from stress right, lifestyle issues and things we can control and things we can't uh, can affect our, can affect this transition period. But I definitely see it in our mid-30s to late-30s. And, but definitely around late-40s, we're starting to see that pre-menopause symptoms. And for some women, it's um, in their mid-50s, but typically by late-50s, we've gone through menopause. And it's confusing because sometimes people are getting, um, you know, they're they're going to the doctor and they're saying, you know, this is menopause. And really maybe um, some of the people are experiencing thyroid, adrenal, hormone issues, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It can be stress, right? And it can definitely be thyroid. What's happening, what we see like in our mid-30s, we see this estrogen dominance type of phenomenon that contributes to an imbalance in our thyroid hormone, right? We start to see an increase in TSH at this time. And so our thyroid's under, you know, under pressure to make more thyroid hormone because as a function, partly sometimes due to this estrogen dominance issue and imbalance in the 
our reproductive hormones and our progesterone level, as our progesterone level declines, um, we start to see this imbalance, and that can definitely affect our our thyroid, not to mention, you know, if we're on birth control pills, further dinging the thyroid into malfunction or hypofunction or decreased performance. As a mom of a, of a daughter who's 13, and after everything I've learned and all the radio shows and uh, all the amazing guests and um, you just kind of, uh, you know, mentioned the birth control uh, component. And I have to tell you, that is not going to be something that I'm going to I'm going to push really hard for my daughter to do some kind of natural different things because that is just scary stuff right there. It messes with all of your hormones. I remember my friends even saying, oh, I'm so excited because I, I've missed my period and I you know, or I'm on these birth control pills for um, my my symptoms and things, and I'm so happy because now I'm, you know, it's been two years since I've had a period, and I'm just thinking, nowadays, oh, that's just crazy. Right, the more we know, right? And, yeah, definitely endorse Dr. Lara Bryden here. She's with her book, The Period Cure, and and just the awareness of, of how we can optimize our periods naturally and make them our friend and the same with menopause like it should not be something to fear we need to embrace this time of our life it really is a positive transition just like you know like that fear you know as a a, can remember or maybe even your daughter is experiencing this fear around the time of her periods are starting that we as women generally there's a there's a societal expectation of fear around menopause but it's really a beautiful transition time period and so how do we embrace this how do we make it less scary and how do we maintain you know um, our our sanity our body temperature our weight you know our vitality our memory all of that during this time and and that's what you know that's what I really am, am passionate about empowering women to really love this time period and make it as easy as possible just like with with girls with our with painful periods, heavy bleeding, it's like things like stopping the dairy, decreasing inflammation, removing the you know chemicals that we're putting on our body or that we're exposed to. That's we're even more sensitive in the menopause, and we it's critically important that we avoid those things for this transition, and then do the lifestyle things like getting a good night getting out in right. nature, putting your feet in the grass, you know, grounding, getting sunlight naturally and and, and um, exposure to that, uh, our natural environments as much as possible because there's nothing in a pill or uh, that I can write on a prescription pad that's going right. to do the same thing. Right. I was with for, my husband sure. the other day during the eclipse and we were staying out this beautiful park and we were out there, there were some kids, and they were doing, you know, they had the glasses, so they let us borrow the glasses and things. And I was like, take your sandals off. Let's stand in the grass. Let's stand in the grass with no shoes <laughs> on. And so we did, and we experienced the eclipse and things. And a few minutes later, I look over, and he's got his shoes back on. I'm like, take your shoes off. Get your <laughs> shoes off. This is the whole point, right? Right, right. <laughs> uh-huh. I think people as a general yeah. rule they don't they don't experience joy. You know, we're we it seems like we're in just such schedules and the throes of life that we don't take time to do the things that really just make us take a deep breath. I mean, for some people that's you know, dancing, for some people that's music, for some people that's painting, for some people I mean, everyone has a different thing 
that makes them take this deep breath. But it seems like, you know, schedules are so busy and everyone's going and doing all these things that we don't take the time for that. And there's 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 an enormous amount of therapy. <laughs> I mean, for me, I know, in just doing things that I really enjoy doing. I'll never forget yeah. my sister, my, my poor sister, and I'm, of course, going to make a shout-out to her, but when her kids were, gosh, they were little, but they were kind of out of that little phase. I think there's a transition of women where your kids hit a certain age where not really cruise control, but it's not as time-consumptive as when they're very, very little. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking on the phone, and, and um, you know, she's, she was, you know, free, she had a free moment, okay? And I said, well, what are you what are you doing? What are you going to do? And she's like, I don't know. I'm sitting here in my car, and I called you. And I said, Well, I mean, go get a pedicure. Go, you know what what do you love to do? What do you love to do? And she's, I I swear to you, she's like, I I honestly don't know. Like she goes, mm-hmm. I don't know what I would really like to do with this time. It was I, it was like a pivotal moment for me, just realizing how you know, how sad that was, you know, that she mm-hmm. didn't have something that she really had to strive to go do that just made her like, <sighs> you know what I mean? But I think a lot of moms are, you know, go through that. Oh, I'm yeah, sure they do. No, absolutely. And I think this is where if we tie it back into stress, what's stress doing to our hormones, right? Stress is going to deplete our mother hormone, progesterone, which is a precursor to our stress hormone, cortisol, and also to DHEA and our reproductive hormones. And so that brings us to this point, like we're under stress, we're going to have less of our um, hormones that produce the juice of our life, right, the reproductive, the drive, our sexuality, sensuality, there's that aspect. But there also becomes a disconnect when cortisol is high, our hormone of love, bonding, and connection called oxytocin is low. And then both can, after burnout, when cortisol is low too and oxytocin is low too, there's those significant feelings of disconnect, like you're not connected. You no longer feel, even if you've had a passion for, maybe this woman had a passion for painting or for going for walks or just feeling the sun on her body, you know, or, or calling up a friend that makes her laugh. The, the things that you have passions for, you feel disconnected from. You feel disconnected from the work you love, the hobbies you love, the people you love, and you don't know why. It's a physiologic response. So this behavior, this thought process is a physiologic response from, from stress that's caused this oxytocin disconnect, right? And that's really predominant in, you know, as our hormone progesterone naturally declines, in our 40s and onward, we start to feel that even more significantly. And it can make us feel detached, detached in our relationships. Like, you know, I know I, I love my husband, but I don't feel love for him. That sensation, I heard that from many, many women. And that led me to look at the science of what was going on there. And it's when you're stressed, you're burning, you know, your pedals to the metal, so to speak. You're burning the candle from both ends. You know, we all do it. Our body just at some point can't keep up, and so you're you're driving the survival pathways versus the thriving, living, you know, the the juice and joy of life pathways, and and so we have to really focus on that physiology because that does create relationship stress, the most important relationship in our lives, 
and um, takes the pleasure out, and we want to bring that joy back in. So that's and a whole different big O. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oxytocin. Yes. It's, oh, my it God. It is. It is. Uh, it is, absolutely. Not... <laughs> when you said that I had to giggle in my head, I'm thinking, that's another big O right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that easy to replace. I mean, we, we hear that and we see that so often in thyroid patients, the loss of libido. I call it unplugged. Like I, you know, that unplugged from my own body, you know, someone who is, you know, very lovey, very touchy, very, you know, um, and just when I was diagnosed, it was kind of like I was unplugged from my own body, you know, uh, creativity wise and, and, you know, so oxytocin, is it that easy to replace or how do we get Mm -hmm. around that? I mean, that seems to be the big the big question, how do, how do we get our libido back? How do we plug back in? Yeah, and it's, all, it's a discipline and a practice. On my website, on my um, one of my blogs, actually my freebies page, I give a oxytocin quiz, and that leads to the 10 best ways to produce your oxytocin. And it's, you know, how do you work naturally to produce oxytocin to restore that? And, um you know, lifestyle management is really key, but this is the key things that lead to longevity, um, lead to an increase in oxytocin and vice versa. We know oxytocin is a longevity hormone, an anti-aging hormone. And definitely, you know, few physicians in, in the world really prescribe oxytocin, but the best way is to produce it naturally. And even if you look at, you know, healthy marriages, healthy relationships, you know, healthy sex life, oxytocin, right, that reconnects us. Um, you know, pets, pets increase our longevity. Having a pet increases our longevity. That is oxytocin. Laughter increases oxytocin, increases our longevity. So they run hand in hand. So definitely orgasm, the real big O, right, increases oxytocin. And really, you know, intimacy, whether we have an orgasm or not, a climax or not, increases oxytocin. So those are some really good ways. Massage, physical touch, you know, hugging increases the trust hormone, oxytocin. Oxytocin is also known as a trust hormone. And, And that is key because physical changes that are happening in our menopause, like vaginal dryness, that can cause discomfort during intercourse. We've got to conquer that, right? That's like one of my missions in my life too we're going to eliminate vaginal dryness and 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 that can you know we're, so we start to lose that sexual piece of our lives and and then we're feeling less and less connected to our mate because that piece is missing and i always tell women if you have pain every time you have sex why would you want to have sex right whether it's conscious or unconscious and mostly it's unconscious women just don't think the reason i'm not having sex is because it hurt. I had a discharge afterward. I had a bladder infection. It, you know, felt irritated for days afterward, or whatever the situation right. is. Um, we don't realize put two and two together, but it's absolutely in alignment. So healing the the vaginal and vulvar tissue and keeping that healthy is a is a big part of certainly part of my mission, but helps to keep that that piece in. And it was beautiful. You girls would love this. That I had. Um, um, we just published her testimonial on our blog, a beautiful 71-year-old woman. Her name's Kathy. And she has been using my cream called Dolva, which is a topical anti-aging cream for the vulva. 
and she's 71. She has she says that she's been married um, for this her second marriage. Or, um, she was widowed, and then this her second marriage, and uh, for 20 something years. And they have sex once a week. She goes, this is so important for our you know for love, for relationship, for health, for the quality of our lives. And I just think that's you know I and she is shouting that out through our testimonial that we've had with her to the world because it's such an important piece of her her anti-aging, right, to aging gracefully, so to speak. And, and it is important, but so many women, and so she's the exception, not the norm. I'd love to see that as the norm. Right. I think it's, I think it's more important, you know, I think it's kind of that subject that, you know, Dana and I, we've had this conversation a few times, but I think it's a subject that, like, every woman feels and no one wants to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you, you, you have a tendency to feel like you're the only one in this situation, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's way more prevalent in women than, than we realize, you know? I mean, so much is put on, on men's sexual health, you know, and how to do these things for them and everything else, and, and we are just have never been at the focal point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Definitely. Oh, yeah. And I was just thinking as you're saying this, you know, that for li- women who are listening, it, you're not the only one, right? Other women are experiencing this. When we surveyed our list, and 78% of women are experiencing vaginal dryness, discomfort during intercourse wow. in this age group 40 and above. And incontinence, leaking, no one wants to talk about it. I talk about it all the time. People like, Go away when they see me coming. No, I'm, just I'm like, we're gonna heal this, right? And it's not just we don't just want intimacy. Like, like for my client Kathy, you know, was that it's pleasurable intimacy. Guys get to have it, but women feel like they don't, right? And so we got to restore that pleasure um, aspect of our lives. Like, what gives us pleasure? Certainly, we want pleasurable intimacy, not just intimacy. We want pleasurable right. intimacy to bring, take away the pain component, take away the, you know, okay, this is just one of those things on my to-do list that I have to do to be a good wife, right, or partner, whatever. Right. And so <laughs> we want to <laughs> we want to really create this pleasurable experience. And, and everything we do, how do we approach this with pleasure? You know, how do we approach this you know, even I'm like thinking about this morning, my carpool line with pleasure, right? Okay, my car's a mess. I'm just going to enjoy it, right? Right. <laughs> and like, how, how can we do these things with pleasure in our life and, and bring out more oxytocin and, and bring more joy back into our life and, and that we don't say no to these joyful moments and opportunities that we're actually embracing them. When we have time, like the woman you mm-hmm. said in the car, she has time to do something. Bring, how do you bring joy into that moment? Mm. You know, and there, there's also the component of, you know, uh, when you're finally alone, okay, it's like one more thing that someone needs. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, <sighs> you know what I mean? Rather mm-hmm. than flipping it around, I mean, I'm I'm definitely guilty. We're going TMI here, girls, because I think that's <laughs> important. I think there's such a social yeah. stigma around it. Rather than looking at it as just a need of another person, mm-hmm. what about me, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it's, it's – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of looking at it as it just a need from another person, it's actually in my own head – I'm the one that needs it. 
to be yeah. honest. And what's funny right. is my husband knows you that, are. right? But it still just feels like he needs it. <laughs> I mean, I need it. I need it probably a lot more than he does. <laughs> well, yes, you absolutely do. And he wants you to experience it. This is one of the things I have a program. It's called Help. To, well, I have a free webinar. It's about an hour and a half of of um, really great content. I think every woman, every couple should hear this webinar. It's called Help Doctor, My Sex Drive Has No Pulse. So it is at, um, it's, yeah, at my com forward slash help doctor, and it's a free webinar. But it's one of the, I give some of the secrets that men and women, you know, need to know about each other. But one is that, you know, he wants you to be happy. His goal in and I, I did a survey one time. I just asked every man I knew, including some of the most chauvinistic men I knew, like, what is your, you know, what do you get out of, you know, sex with your partner? What is the thing? She goes, well, I, when I know she's, I, like, when she, felt, you know, when she feels good, I'm happy. You know, if she climaxes, I'm happy. It's not like, you know, I did. And this was universal. It was not about him. It was about her. Certainly there's his aspect there, but he has done his job when you have experienced pleasure and you let him know. You know, he wants to make you happy, and that goes in and outside the bedroom. And I think we miss that as women. So absolutely, it is for you. Right. We have to demand that. that. I have to shift my mind frame. It is a mind frame. sexual health. Mental sexual Doc, health. Love Doc, it. I am a, yeah. a, call, we'll call it sexual DOA. <laughs> Rival. <laughs> oh, Woo. my God. The, the, uh, I need to I be love it. You need it. Like, it's, like a, it's like an innate need. Like you, you don't realize, but all the things that come with it and um, from it and all of that, you just don't realize that you need it even though it doesn't seem like you need it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or want oh, it no. or whatever. I mean, for, for, me, for me, it's like it's, again, TMI, right? It's, it's, but we've got the expert, right? So I'm going there, you know? Yeah, I mean, go. For me, it just takes me so long. Like, I, I don't mean like orgasm-wise. I mean the mental preparation that goes into it until I'm actually relaxed. Like, you're looking at 45 mm-hmm. minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So half the time I'm like, I don't have time for this, right? I, I'm not one of those mm-hmm. people that can get that kind of pleasure. I can literally feel the oxytocin like completely surge through my body. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's mm-hmm. like it takes so much time. So if, it, if it's during the day, it's like, okay, there's no way I'm going to have time doing this because I'm thinking about the kids' needs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then to the end of the night, I'm, I'm toast. Girls, it's like, yep. I mean, it's like, I must have this look on my face to my husband, like, yeah, don't even think about it. <laughs> don't even I'm tired. Don't even look at me. Over. <laughs> I mean, right. it's so true, right. right? And I'm sure that right. I'm not the only one. I mean, especially with thyroid, you know, at, at the end of the night, I literally, you can be, my kids have videotaped me. This is how bad it is, okay, of me, like, having a conversation with them. And falling asleep. It falling asleep because yeah. they're like, Mom, it is so funny, right? I know. I, I used to I do like that mumble. too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> They'll be like, We all know that we can ask you whatever we want to ask you oh when you're God, at that point. Funny. Like, I have this I bone. <laughs> you 
know where they're like, we can get you to agree to anything oh, at this yeah. particular And they have videotaped me, I swear to you. It's like, oh, my God, why do you do that? Because it's funny. They're like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so that idea of intimacy at that point, it's like, are you kidding? It's a, it's a complete deficit of energy. So any helpful tips, Doc? How do we yeah. flip the switch on that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's because you're first of all, you're not alone. No, no, you are not alone. This is a, that's a very common phenomenon. In fact, in, in my medical practice, as a gynecologist, I would ask, you know, women, do you have a, you know, how's your libido? And, and most of the time it was non-existent or very low or whatever the situation was. <laughs> but they, they would, I started hearing, but it's okay once I get there. Like once we start, I'm okay. Right. And that's, that's the reality. Women experience a secondary sexual response, men primary, right? And they're off running, right? Think of the Audubon in, in Germany. You know, it's like fast and furious, right? You're off. It's a straight line. Women, we're like the romantic strassen or the scenic route, so to speak, right? We go, we're, we're you know, kind of tentative. Let me look at the sheep for a while. Look at those pretty flowers. Okay, let's get going, Right. But it's that kind of, you know, or if you visualize the board game Candyland, that's my favorite analogy. It's like sometimes, you know, the game Candyland, the kids game? Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like you know, sometimes you're stuck in the mud. Sometimes you've got ice cream cones. Sometimes you're back at the beginning. That is a woman's sexual experience right there. And, <laughs> and that's so true. But once you get started, and the, so the primary interest, like a man, it's not there, and especially not as we get older, but the secondary interest, once we get started, we're feeling intimate, you know, we're, you know we, we've created this intimacy ritual and massage, touch, play, then you're like, okay, I'm into it now. Maybe it's taken 45 minutes, right? But maybe it's, you know, as we start to accept that, okay, I'm normal this way, I mean, let me just you know, and, and you communicated what you like, what feels good, and your husband's all in or can do like a orgasmic meditation technique or something like that to kind of just give your body this openness to experience pleasure and know that it's for you. So just those two shifts, number one, just become, you know, uh, receptive, know that this is for you and to experience pleasure completely, you know, eliminate as much as possible, eliminating distractions from your mind and say, this is for me, this is my time, this is going to give me oxytocin, you know, restore that intimacy, love and connection, um, fan the flames of my relationship, so to speak. And also, you know, maybe it's, an, it's also that anti-aging hormone, the natural weight loss hormone will make me look younger hormone, all those other good incentives are like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> right, <laughs> coming right. through those other reasons that, you know, may motivate us to say, okay, well, I need this pleasure time for myself. And that's key, just recognizing that it is, it is absolutely normal. The Masters-Johnson sexual response, not for women, right? It's, it's actually, there's um, Basson, Dr. Basson did the research on it, and this is our secondary sexual response, and that is what we experience, Candyland, basically. So be open to it, have fun with it, and keep, <laughs> and keep kind of rewiring into the moment as an active participant, okay, this feels good. Love it when you do this, you know, and just kind of opening up and connecting. And then, again, in my in my um, webinar, I talk about women and men and 
the thing is, oxytocin affects us differently. No big surprise. Women and men are very different. Mm-hmm. And oxytocin will make your man roll over and go to sleep, right? Mm, <laughs> <like> yeah. <laughs> Good night. And what we need at that point is the intimacy and connection. We need two minutes of love, bonding, communication, continued caressing, just, you know, like bring that in. That intimacy connection will keep us coming back. So even telling our spouse that this is what, you know, I, before you will ever go to sleep, babe, I need some loving words, encouragement. I need to talk. Let's, let's you know, maybe it's, it's about what we've loved and the experience. Maybe it's what came up for you. Maybe it's like, hey, you know, I just want to let you know that you, these are the things I love about you experience or, you know, whatever you guys come up with, play with. Um, but to have two minutes of intimacy for women, because ultimately that refusing, that um, uh, I can not not refuse, refuse, refusing, like putting together to fuse together our mm-hmm. relationship is key. You know, is a key key reason, a key motivator to have another intimate experience with our mate. So, so I think that those are those are really some key point so let me know let me know how that works and then if not I've got a whole nother bag of tricks (laughs) (laughs) will do I love that so I was going to ask you for for the women who are listening that are just going yeah I just I just can't you know like they're so exhausted I wanted to ask you about testing like do you have you know favorite testing on this whole you know thyroid inflammation that you know, HPA access to know, okay, this is where we're going with this. Like, because I, you know, you hear so many people say, well, I take these bioidentical hormones and that helps my sex drive. So for the women that are just so fried, they're just at the point where they're like, just can't do it. Is there any testing they can get? Is there anything that you you would see that would go, okay, you got to start here before you even remotely feel like doing this? Like, is there a point? like that for you. Does that make sense? I was like all Not over the place you. on that one. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, I completely followed you. So okay. I was all there with you. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. So, um, but you know, definitely there are some key testing I like women to have for sure. And men, but there's some key testing and I'll mention those, but it's key like with oxytocin and it's just like, it's the discipline and practice to bring into our lives. It's a shift in our main, our mindset that has to occur. And, and I'm coming from the experience of being a PTSD survivor. And so for me, I always had this prior to our trauma, I had this, you know, glass half full mentality. My mom said, I, I look through life through rose colored glasses, la vie en rose, she would say. And, and, you know, Aww. that type of positive personality, right. But post PTSD, it shifted. I was fear-based. And so I've been able to see my different you know, personally, but then now having experienced that, I also saw professionally in the clients that I saw. So it's important to just start to uh, a mental discipline to focus on the positive, to like I see God in that person, to see what do I, where do I experience love today? Where can I be more loving? And those questions, like I call it my end of the day, um, it, you know, uh, check-in, right? Like how, you know, where did I see love today? Where did I experiencing? How could I be more loving? You know, and, and those type of check-in was a discipline for me. So it wasn't something that was natural anymore post-trauma. And and so we can, we just have to start shifting that mindset and, and taking it 
into that focus of love, you know, hormone of oxytocin and, and experiencing more than that. What could I have done more loving today? You know, and things like, but not in a condemning way in any way, but love, gratitude, and just to pull out the beauty in our lives as much as possible. Cause sometimes it's hard to see it. Sometimes our thyroid and our serotonin and our dopamine are, are in the dumps, and it's hard to see light at the end of the tunnel. I know that. And so it does become, part of it is a mental discipline, and then getting your physiology. So for me, progesterone, I use, I created a cream. It's my Pure Balance PPR cream, and it has progesterone and pregnenolone in it. These mother hormones are really important, especially like if we have PMS to use at the latter, in the luteal phase of our menstrual cycle, and um, in the menopause, right, in the perimenopause, the menopause, adding some progesterone to just, like, so, so to speak, cushion the fall of the hormones and giving a little bit. And the, I created a transdermal cream that's all natural that's really nice that way, but with USP, progesterone, and pregnenolone, I mean, high grade. And, the, and it works. So there's that, that hormones that we can need, and I'll tell you how to test for that too. But symptomatically, we may feel that PMS, anxiety, mood swings, hot flashes, I mean, you know, brain fog, like end-of-day brain fog, like you experience, like you feel like the kids know when to take advantage of you, you're exhausted, that's mm-hmm. using the progesterone, <laughs> you know, and, and that's, a, you know, that's a test in and of itself. How much do the kids take advantage of you, Jen? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and the other thing that I use a lot is, is DHEA, and, and that's something to test too. And that's one of the things that um, I, I use in my clients, some, a cream called Jolva that I created to help women with um, vaginal dryness, you know, vulvar atrophy, those symptoms of our feminine bits aging, right? As important as wrinkles around our eye, it's, it's keeping the, the pelvic floor healthy. And especially because, again, when we experience dryness, we're less able to experience pleasurable intimacy, and we want to keep that pleasure there, and that's an important piece. So I created Jolva for that, and that has some uh, many beautiful natural ingredients in it, but also has a precursor hormone, DHEA. And so I test for those two key hormones. And if you're cycling, you want to look at cycle day 21, and you want to look at your progesterone level, your peak progesterone level during that time. DHEA, you can check throughout the cycle at different times, it's fine. But typically, if I'm looking for peak hormone levels, I want a 21-day progesterone and a DHEA level, and I want to look, of course, at all your thyroid hormones. There's a website where I list all the hormone tests. I do my elite hormone panel. That really spells out a very comprehensive testing, and that's at um, ultalabtest.com forward slash Dr. Anna Kabeca, and you'll see my entire list of hormones. But the key ones that I'm going to look at are progesterone, and you know, at day 21, or if you're in menopausal anytime in the morning, and if you're on hormones six hours after your hormone dose, and we do that consistently because I want to know the situation in which your blood levels are being tested. There's other ways to test urine salivary testing, other reasons to test in those ways. I won't get into here, but I always tell my clients, you you know, I'm a gynecologist, but every body fluid is going to be under evaluation. (laughs) So at some point or another in your lifetime with me, right? So Mm -hmm. different body fluids do tell us something about hormone levels, and I want our listeners to understand we haven't begun to understand how to assess our hormone levels well because hormones are energetic molecules. They interact. They cycle daily. 
you know, hourly, weekly, you know, we get these sh- monthly, certainly, and, and as our lifetime goes. So there's a shift. We're getting closer. We're definitely better than we were two decades ago. But, um, but the hormones will tell us different things about our body. So progesterone, DHEA, testosterone, free and total testosterone, those are important. Our estrogen levels, including estradiol, and our um, sex hormone binding globulin when we're looking at hormones. But typically, let's look at DHEA, and we want that number, DHEA sulfate in the blood. When we're looking at it in our blood, it's called DHEAS, and we want that number to be above 200 to you know, be somewhere between 200 and 300 in women. Typically, it's in the teens or the, you know, under 100 when I measured women over 40. And it is um, a hormone that... That is important. It's an important, like as our ovaries in women and testes and men give out, our adrenals have to pick up the production to a certain degree in that that leveling and balancing of our hormones. And DHEA is that precursor. So so I often use some transdermal DHEA, as in my Jolva cream, now to help help women and, um, and men as well. So that's an important way to look. But there are other key, like when I talk about hormones and I, I do a program called Magic Menopause, you know, we, I <laughs> want to say estrogen, progesterone, testosterone are our most important hormones. I'm a gynecologist. Like these hormones I hang my hat on, right, for reproduction. But actually the most important hormones are cortisol, insulin, and then the crowning hormone that, make everything, that makes everything worthwhile, oxytocin. So we've got to really get cortisol and insulin in balance because they are going to disrupt our entire HPA TG axis, right? So, so that become, that's an integral part of, of my program, getting that straight and something I call keto-alkaline. want to get a ketogenic-type diet, but that's alkaline as well. Combining those two are key to really optimizing those hormones, cortisol and insulin, so they work for us and not against us because they're – such important hormones, and then that helps our other hormones stay in balance better. Okay, lots of lots of great information. And I, I know. I feel like I should take My notes. I feel like I should take notes, and then I'm thinking, well, I could just listen to this again. Listen I always do it again, right? Right. You know. Um, okay, so what are your thoughts on um, you know if you have low all of these things, uh, digging at the root cause and trying to figure out what they are. Um, and going that route, and, and then if, if there's no rhyme or reason or whatever, then heading to the creams and the natural, um, you know, topicals and things like that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So in my, in my medical practice, I've since retired my gynecology practice, but what, one of the first things that I did with my clients was a detox program, 21-day detox, right? So it's modified elimination diet using some functional foods to help your body detox, support your liver, because that is our hormone metabolism factory, and um, clean up our gut. We have to get to the root issue, and over 90% of the root issue is starting in our gut. So we have got to address that issue. And so what I experienced in in incorporating these functional medicine, this functional medicine approach in, in detoxing the body, healing the intestinal tract, getting getting um, kind of cleaning up that way that when my clients came back for their lab results a few weeks later, 
90% of their symptoms were gone. So we have to. I still, like, am a big advocate in using bioidentical progesterone pregnenolone cream, especially through the transition and thereafter um, of of menopause. It's just in, you know, over and over again I see the benefit of that in our society and the way we live as Americans today especially. That additional support just makes life um, better. Better. So... But and I transdermally, you feel like mm-hmm. I was just going to say, transdermally, uh, you find is the is the best way to to get that, correct? No, not necessarily. I think no? that um, I use trans I use transdermal a lot. Is number one because like I have my Pure Balance cream and it's over the counter at the low levels that I use. But I think the transdermal definitely has benefit. You're bypassing the liver. But many times I've used oral progesterone, prescribed oral bioid progesterone, because it can increase the deep sleep that we desperately need at certain times. So I've used oral in, in my um, in patients postpartum for postpartum depression, postpartum blues. I've used it to, you know, to help women in the perimenopause and menopause orally. Sometimes I'll use both oral progesterone and transdermal. Um, in combination for certain reasons. So there is definitely some benefit to uh, bioidentical oral progesterone as well, and we can use both for different reasons. So I lean towards cream now for a couple reasons. One is that women, I say women are, are more intelligent than, than sometimes the medical system, certainly the insurance companies give us credit for, but we know when we need more and when we need less too. So there's that, you know, ability to, Mm-hmm. Uh, tighter the dose of cream a lot more. You so have more I had, playroom. I learned this from yeah. my, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I learned that from my patients as they got more in I mean, because we body. do, we, we have this waxing and waning of hormones that is a very natural yes. thing. It's not like, you know, we would be driven all the time. I mean, we had a window of high progesterone during the month. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that. I really do because... I have a very low DHEA, and I'm super, super scared to take it orally for exactly what you are saying. Like, it's like, do I want it high all the time? I don't really, is it supposed to be high all the time? And of course, my physician, God bless them, they're just, they're really not that interested in it, you know, because I'm still within the normal range. But of course, DHEA range is huge. But I'm in the very, very Mm -hmm. low end of the normal range. And my hormones are good. So they're like they don't they're not willing to have that conversation. Does that make sense? So that leaves mm-hmm. me yeah, kind then, of in the in the guessing point, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to guess with this. So I, I I totally can wrap my head around what you're saying of having more playroom with that, meaning that you can use it during certain times and then not at others, right? That's right. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm buying and, the cream. And the issue. <laughs> Right. Oh, wow. I'll send you some. Yeah. So one thing is that, um, you know, my cream Jolva, which has the DHA in it, is intended for topical application, right, for our feminine bits, for our feminine, Mm -hmm. for our pelvic floor. But um, it can be used anywhere. So that's a good thing. 
But uh, one of the things I want to tell you is that we need to really understand that our, our labs are giving us normal results, not optimal results, right? right so they're going right. to tell you the, or they're giving you normal ranges, not optimal ranges. So for our clients listening, like our normal range is like sit outside of Walmart in Southeast Georgia. Sit outside of Walmart, 8 out of 10 people that walk in and out of Walmart are your normal comparisons on your blood work. Do you want normal labs or do you want optimal labs? And that's an important thing to understand. Yes, I'm shopping at Walmart too, but, you know, I want to be the optimal one walking in and out. And an Mm -hmm. optimal body weight, energy, you know, happy, all these things that that are really important. And and so we want those optimal lab values. And and unfortunately, and I learned this in, in 1999 when I ran my first testosterone blood test on a client, and her 63-year-old woman, and she, her labs came back, testosterone zero, normal. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, what? How can zero be normal? This is alive, you know? I mean, what? And so that's when I started doing lab, you know, studying labs. But I had the experience of being in research for a couple of years before I went to medical school and physiology research with the Navy. And so I was really into getting to the, you know, from that point, getting to the bottom of things and understanding the physiology. And, and men and women are very different. It, the, the testing that was very, still even employed today is sensitive enough to test, well, the male levels of hormone, but not the female levels of, of testosterone. So now we have much better ways for testing, for testing women. So that comes again to what type of test are you ordering? So in my panels, I'm very specific on, on what type of test I'm ordering. Like I'm ordering testosterone, but there are 10 ways to order testosterone. I want ah. it read through, you know, through instead of mass spec, you know, or, you know, what, what type of way am I reading these results? How is it being analyzed by the lab? And that's important. And that's where, you know, many times we're like, oh, well, you're normal. But, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Right. So. Um, right. And well, and I'm, kind of I'm very low with all of that. Um, DHEA, cortisol is low. Um, progesterone, all of it was low. And then I, I remember one of my doctors suggesting pregnenolone. I, like, had to break it open and take, you know, just a little bit of it. Terrible cystic acne. Terrible over the top with any of those supplements. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe transdermally some of that stuff might be better yeah. for me. Right? Yeah, and absolutely. I experienced the same thing. And so for transdermally, and if you experience acne from either topical DHEA or or progesterone or pregnenolone, you want to just make sure you got enough zinc circulating. So you can check a red blood cell zinc. That's one of the tests I like to look at, and you want that number to be greater than, than um so what you want to look at is your red blood cell uh, zinc levels and see what those levels are. You definitely want those optimal. And, and even supplementing, you know, 30 to 60 milligrams of zinc a day is a good thing to do, especially if you're prone to acne. So. Okay. Well, I just started yeah. taking zinc, so I am yeah. I'm feeling pretty proud. <laughs> yeah, good. You're on no. it. So, yeah, you're on <laughs> that. Now, DHEA and, and pregnenolone, they're both uh, stress hormones, correct? I mean, these things being out of whack are, are kind of like a, a, a great indicator to say your, your stress management is not efficient. Yes? <laughs> well, there's that, again, progesterone and pregnenolone, too, not, and DHEA, they all naturally decline as we age. But consider this, and this is something that, you know, I, I learned through my research and, and, you know, my personal experience as well as professional experience is that 
women go women who have had PTSD, who have had trauma, had experienced childhood abuse, veterans of war, women as they go, if they've had these experiences earlier in life, when they go through, when we go through, I'm in, in that group, when we go through menopause, we have a tougher time. So why? I had to ask myself why. And the progesterone is our brain protective. It is a neuroendocrine hormone. It protects our brain. It is important for our well-being, our sense of enjoyment, our calm, right, our, our memory. Uh, progesterone is so important. Progesterone and pregnenolone so important in these realms. And when it is declining in our mid-30s, we, have a, we lose that protective layer, so to speak, so we, you know, adding that, again, cushion our fall, I look at progesterone as cushioning the fall. So adding that in, adding that layer of protection in from the top down, that is really important. Progesterone, pregnenolone are mother hormones. That cortisol is derived from. DHEA is, is derived from. Estrogen and testosterone are derived from. So, you know, our, ba- our bodies are intelligent. It can take it where it needs to go, again, in the face of incorporating the healthy lifestyle, good nutrition, you know, uh, getting out in nature, all those things have to come together. There are many pieces of this puzzle that um, come together to make to make us you know, to optimize our health in a in a in a healthy way that we need to put together. So, so I think that that's where pro, you know I think that's where we really struggle. Two, with the now in, you know, with the high levels of stress from watching the news from, you know, you know, I'm 51 with a nine-year-old <laughs> from, from whatever you're dealing with in, in two in college, right? And, and, you know, so you've got all these, all these other, and so you, sometimes we need that additional cushion because there's only so much environment, you know, we can have external control in our life. So it comes down to that, you know, thinking well, Right, focusing on gratitude, attitude of gratitude, and mm-hmm. and you know additional hormonal support. And again, I also use nutritionals and and like maca and you know alkalinizing our body. And that whole, you know, uh, it's a lifestyle trying to incorporate a lifestyle based on our design and incorporate that into our environment, our life, as, and our families as much as possible now to really put it all together because it's never just that one thing. Mm. I think it's I went never just that one thing. <laughs> I love under your store, Dr. Quebecca, you have the, uh, for the Pura Balance PPR cream, you have Mama's Little Helper. <laughs> I love that. I do too. Oh, my goodness. And oh I took the goodness. quiz. I took the quiz. Did you? I did. I went and took it. I um, it says I need to increase my oxytocin boosting activities on a daily basis. <laughs> so, um, you you know, it said it said mine are suboptimal. So, yeah, yeah, and again, yeah. with like a, with this HPATG axis that we talked about, you know, when the thyroid's down, there's still like what's caused that to hit. You know, what's mm-hmm. caused that to hit. You know where is that coming from? So keep digging. You know, keep digging in. But adding 
the disciplines and the practice of bringing in more oxytocin and joy, giving yourself permission to. I mean, I hear your laugh. I hear it's there, right? Mm-hmm. And giving yourself more permission to bring more of that into your life as much as possible is key. So it, sometimes it's not doing more. Sometimes it's doing less. I love one of the tips says, um, this is just me being silly, but one of them, it says Dr. Kabeka's top 11 ways to stimulate your um, oxytocin levels. One of them is touch more. And then in parentheses, it says appropriately, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a good point, you know, and I, you know, I I like that. It was, you know, it resonated. It was kind of funny. And I, you know, I, I totally get it. So, just thought I would share. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, so you'll have to know me. You have to let me know how you do. Retest in another month or so. But like, in, in, it's like choosing the disciplines that that resonate with you the most. And you know, it's funny because we have companies staying at the house who have pet allergies, and so my dog is staying with my daughter at her house an, an hour away. My um cute little Sandy, my Australian shepherd. And so my daughter and I were in bed last night thinking, oh, my gosh, you just missed Sandy. You know, we had this <laughs> sad moment. We're like, she's our oxytocin booster, you know. And, um, and, and so little things like that kind of bring, connect, start to connect the dots. Yeah, I definitely, I need Sandy here. I can tell my guest to leave. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking Sandy needs to come over to hang out at my house and Tiffany's house too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pets are great. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have four. I was just teasing. Um, Tiffany, has, you have you have lots too, and you have a goat, a couple goats, and you have some chickens, right? And you have some some dogs. What else do you have, Tiff? <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yes, yes, chickens and <laughs> maybe goats those with, with lots of. As a matter of fact, my goats. I had to have been an animal in my last life because my dogs have all. I'm like very close to my dogs. It's it's almost ridiculous. But the um, the goats got out this morning, and so my husband usually does it, and uh, I couldn't get him to wake up. So I was like, oh gosh, he kept saying, "I'll get him, I'll get him," and then he'd fall back asleep. So I was like, oh. so I got up and I put the goats back and he goes he goes just grab some food they'll follow you back in right and so sure enough right I go in there I bring the food they followed me in and then they're all walking up to me wanting to be petted so I go to walk back out they follow me back out I go back in the bedroom I'm like okay the goats are following me <laughs> they're not just staying there it was just funny I, I had me. to have been an animal I have really yeah. strong connections to animals I I love yeah. them and they they bring me great comfort. It sounds terrible. Yeah. I'm like, we have a little black chihuahua named Pickle. And don't ask. But she's um, cute. My the oh, kids cute. call him my therapy dog because mm-hmm. you know he always tucks in. He's you know typical chihuahua tucks in really close and you know he's just he's just therapeutic for me. You know I I just scratch it. I think and, that's important. I think it's a big deal it is. more than people think. What do you think, Doctor Quebec? About what? Uh, Pets being, you know, very therapeutic and things. Oh, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) It literally, it must raise my, must raise my oxytocin levels to scratch my little chihuahua. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so cute. (laughs) Yeah. Terrible. Absolutely. That enjoyment. Right. Exactly. So, 
very, so very we need everybody to take your quiz mm-hmm. and then check out your store. Like I'm looking at the Jolba, mm-hmm. and you have some helpful tips on on uh, do you suffer with, which is great. I only suffer with about three of them on there. So when people take your quiz, is it helpful for them? Uh, does it help guide them to whether to take that? Uh, the other cream, is it the PPR, or does that help? How would somebody know so, which one to get, the Jolva or the other pregnenolone, well, uh, progesterone I cream? I think progesterone, pregnenolone, I think I give some good information um, in the progesterone, pregnenolone topic. So I would say that, you know, definitely if there's issues of PMS, um, the perimenopause or postmenopausal, a little bit of progesterone goes a long way. And I would check, you know, you can check your day 21 progesterone levels. And if it's below, certainly if it's below 10, um, it's normally like around ideally 15 to 20 um, on day 21. But if it's below 10, probably could use a little bit more progesterone. But still, even if we're symptomatic, a little bit of progesterone and pregnenolone cream can go a long way. The other thing is that... um, if we're experiencing those symptoms, and, and you know, that, that sounds right. I, I talk about that a little bit underneath some of the, um, the, also the ways to use progesterone. I have a video on my YouTube channel that goes into that a little bit more as well. Uh, you know, you'll find that that can be, that can be beneficial. If, if we're experiencing with, uh, for Jolva cream, if we're experiencing decreased orgasm, decreased sensual pleasure, um, you know, uh, loss of lubrication or dryness, urinary leakage, discomfort, that can all be due to um, side, you know, symptoms of aging and hormone imbalance. And so adding Jolva cream, that, you know, call it a topical anti-aging cream for the vulva helps to moisturize that area, helps keep that tissue healthier, and we'll see, you'll see an improvement in many of those symptoms. And so that would be for that area for the Jolva cream. And that's where we're seeing the most benefit in clients. And that's the well, one with the DHEA, right? Oh, I mean, yes, yes. I'm just going to buy the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a hormone harmony bundle because most people experience that they use both together. But I was going to tell you, too, that we have um, offer your listeners a free trial of Jolva, and they oh. can go to order. So order.jolva, J-U-L-V-A dot com forward slash trial and um, have an opportunity for a free trial, a seven-night trial of Jolva. Just pay shipping and handling. I think it's four ninety five. So it's a seven-day trial for fifteen ninety five that we're giving free and just pay shipping and handling four ninety five, and um, experience that. So will you say that one more time? Lovely. Order. Yeah. Order dot com forward slash trial. Got it. Amen. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, if this works, Dr. Quebec and I have some really strong notion that it will. My husband's going to be like, please don't ever be out. He'll be emailing <laughs> you and being like, you can't be out. <laughs> we had a husband say, can we order it by the barrel? <laughs> I'm telling you, can, but, can can you have like the the bathtub size where she could just soak in it? <laughs> right. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. So what is yeah. new? We have we, a good we FAQ page. Oh, that, go okay. ahead. Sorry. The first, 
for questions, we have a good FAQ page at jolva.com forward slash FAQ. So we've built that out to really, I hope, answer a lot of questions that may come up. You know, is this right for me? And um, that's at jolva.com forward slash FAQ. And that may help. I'm sorry I interrupted. No, 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 no. I was just going to say we always love to close asking people, what's on the horizon? Any new amazing things to share with us that uh, we should look for? Oh, my goodness, yes. I've been working on a book, so that will be coming out in 2018. I can't wait for that to come out. I have a couple e-books in the works that are going to be released to my email list first uh, coming up this fall, and one is Slim, Sane, and Sexy, and that gives you an introduction into my Keto Alkaline program, and I have another book, e-book coming out. It's called All Things V. I don't have a title for it. I'm just calling it All Things V, so maybe you can help me come up with a title. <laughs> All Things V sounds great. I love that. I, or the, or the other v. big O. The other right, big the O. Other big o. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's gonna make that's gonna make me think of you all the time. Yes, I know. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's I Wonderful. am so incredibly grateful personally, uh, truly that that you are Exist. just amazing enough <laughs> to to have this topic for women. Yes, Honestly, I don't know I whether so. it's a social stigma or whether you know. I think moms have a tendency and and women have a tendency to always put people. First, I think that's part of our design. But, you know, times are changing, and, and I think it's really important to to address sexual dysfunction in women because I don't think that most women are willing to just come out and talk about it. I know previously, you know, I never have been able to, to be honest. It's, uh-uh. a, you know, uh, I, I hate to say it, but it's more of a desperation position now. And, you know, of course, doing the radio uh-huh. program, I know I can't be the only woman in this position. You know, Mm-mm. and I Mm-mm. think women have a tendency to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, she's got special circumstances, or that's different, or this different, and it's not. Nope, it's, it's not. not. We're all in this ball game together. So I personally am so grateful that yeah. you are spearheading this topic for women and saying, you know, it's okay to ask and it's okay to to find out what may be wrong. Right there, physiologically, maybe something that's wrong. It's not just you and your lack of desire and you uh-huh. know maybe you think you're overweight or think you're unattractive there are hormones and things that are responsible for these feelings and these you know for women who are very negative and they're like gosh i just i just feel so doomsday right sometimes that can just be hormones out of whack right uh-huh. absolutely absolutely yes so I'm incredibly grateful personally. Yes, both of us. Both of My us pleasure. are incredibly grateful. And we are so glad to have you on the show. I've been talking about it. We've been meaning to have you on the show. Something always were to happen uh, happened for me. And then who was it? I guess we were talking to um, Dr. Laura Bryden. Or it was also her and Dr. Schaffner as well. Yes, uh, we got, we got we a couple. Sh- yeah, we got a couple. And I was like, <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm, and so that's when I messaged um that's when I messaged you because I was like, okay, she's already been on my brain. This has to happen now. So thank you so very much. Um, I know you jumped on this my one pleasure. for me last minute. This has been fabulous. Take care of you, your beautiful daughter, your other daughter. Go get, your, go get Sandy and let us know <laughs> if you're all happy now. <laughs> thank you. Okay, oh, yeah. we'll tell thank everybody where so to much. find you, and we thank you so very much. Thank, thank you. you. God bless so you both. I appreciate you. Very much. And you too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. 
Bye. How fun was that? She was amazing <sighs> talking about things. She's that, amazing, and she's she's lovely. Oh, she's so lovely. Oh, dreamy. And you know, has, you can just she has you can tell she's got that horrible, good air about her. Right? She's been through horrible trauma, and mm. you know she it. She's back to this place, so there's there's hope. You know, I mean, she gives. For me, she says she says hope, honestly, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. illness or emotional trauma or, you know, you can't you can get yourself back and plugged back in. I mean, that's what it's all about. I know. Yes, it is. Get back and plug, and you know, creative, um, creatively, my creativity. I, I'm unplugged from that. It just is unplugged. It's like I can't even pull from recesses of like what it was before. Like I'm telling you, it's the strangest thing. So you really hit home for me, um, you know, when you said that. So she was fabulous. This was this was a wonderful, wonderful show. So uh, we are very, very grateful. All right. To, so um, I have I have a Dr. couple Kibaka. of uh, tagged up a couple of places. Of course, mm-hmm. you can find things. All things. Uh, Dr. Kabeca, Dr. Amazing Kabeca at DrAnnaKabeca.com spelled D-R-A-N-N-A-C-A-B-E-C-A dot com and then the the links that she gave us and I think we'll go ahead and post them in the Hashi's group. Yeah, Donna? Mm-hmm. That'd be great. So there's a, a order, period, Jelva, and I mean period, I, I probably should specify period, dot, dot, <laughs> Order dot Jelva J U L V A dot com forward slash trial um, pack. So ah, there is the the free seven day Jelva. There is also the Ulta lab test. Dr. Anna Kabeca, her uh, comprehensive elite panel, which it looks mm-hmm. to be is the most popular for those that want to self order their blood work. Uh, UltaLabTest dot com forward slash Anna Kabeca, and it gives you a whole bunch of things, um, but I chose the elite panel. There's a bunch of different ones, and oh, my goodness, right? Was, all kinds of goodies, wonderful. and then, of course, you can oh. order. <laughs> I'm ordering the, yes. I'm going to order the Pure Balance PPR, because yeah. that one screams me right there, Mama's Little Helper. <laughs> well, you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to keep us updated on that. Okay, Let me guys. If I get my sex drive back, that's worse. <laughs> Don't worry. Worse We're going to know about it. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole world will know about it. Everyone listen. I can't up. wait. I can't wait. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, gosh. guys. As do... always, no, I got we got to close the show. Uh, as always, a very big thank you to our listeners. Please if you get a free moment and you enjoy our shows, we would love a review on iTunes. Um just uh you can go to my site, you can go to iTunes and leave us a note. We really appreciate it. And if you've missed any of the shows, you can download them. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much everywhere. And a real quick, please check out the Hashimoto's Voice Research uh, by Anna. Mm-hmm. It's, i got to ask her how you pronounce that. Husi. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important being able to diagnose on based on voice. It's some research. So you can also do that uh, 15 minutes for a great cause. That link is in the Hashi's group as well. Have and, you tried it? Have um, you done it? No, I'm doing it right now it after too. the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to do it because I've noticed so me many too. vocal changes in my voice. I can't even tell you mm-hmm. since being diagnosed. So this is super awesome. 
a big shout out to Anna, and uh, we mm-hmm. would love to help her along with that research. So I posted that link in the Hashi's group. You can connect through there. 15 minutes, do it. Also be sure to check out Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. Just products that Dana and I made to make your life a little bit easier, a little bit cleaner, uh, you know, no a lot cleaner, BPA free, a lot cleaner. So take a peek <laughs> at that. Yep. <laughs> A lot cleaner. And make sure to follow Thyroid Nation um, on all the Facebook, I mean, on all the social media platforms like Facebook. And, of course, Tiffany keeps mentioning the group. That's where you can find it. If you type in Hashi's to the Facebook search, you'll find us. We'll pop up. And what else? And make sure to tune in weekly because yeah. Jana has scheduled all kinds of amazing guests. And, and I, honest to Pete, we learn something new every week. It's just we a do. really we have some up, we have some exciting news. We hope news. that you enjoy it as much as we do. That's right. And we have some exciting news um coming out uh one of our favorite mm-hmm. favorite favorite supplement uh and guest uh Dr. Krishnan, Kieran Krishnan, um we will be having a sponsorship from uh one of his lines. So we are really excited about that. That's coming up in a couple of weeks and Tiffany and I both just love just thrive. So yep. we can't wait yep. to share more about that. And again, again, we have tons of upcoming great guests. Um, I can't think right now uh, at all. It always happens to me. I should just have it pulled up. Uh, but um, and then You're Wendy get Myers your sample. And yeah, Wendy get Myers was gonna... Wendy Myers was supposed to be on today, and she needed a break, and she did take some self care for her. So I'm so glad. And Dr. Quebecca was able Big to move up her her uh, show for us as we had her scheduled in a few months. So okay. That's all I have to say, of course, so I keep going. No, that's okay. Uh, Wendy, we love you, and we'll see you soon. We hope you're feeling better and glad mm-hmm. you're taking time. And, of course, this is, leads right into that, but Dana and I, of course, always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. It's not one and you're done. You have mm-hmm. to listen to your body on a regular basis and don't develop a new normal and stay there. You know, oh, okay, so... I'm aging and perimenopause and this, so just the loss of creativity and libido and all this. This is just where I'm supposed to be at this age. No, uh-uh. your body's uh-uh. telling you. you got to check in, make uh-huh. some changes. This is your life. You live it and live it well. So your body tells you everything. Uh-huh. Make sure to always listen, right? Yes, it does. It sure does. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation Gringatika. And Tiffany Malabnich. Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye.